This is Take a Cue Podcast, Episode 2. One, two, three, four! Four years after I left teaching, I started applying again. So that was probably 2009. Yeah, 2009, 2010. So right when you were, right, when right was, after you said, oh man, if it was the next year, <laughs> that would have been horrible. Right, right. That's when that's I was applying, when you were applying to yep. get back in. And uh-huh. I had taken time away. Right. And I had been non-renewed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So your resume was sparkling. It, <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. I tried to make it look as good oh, as I'm possible. Sure. There, there, there are ways to do that. Hello and welcome to Take a Cue. I'm Jen Wise, fourth and fifth grade instrumental music teacher. And I'm Eric Dunno, eighth grade band and jazz band director. We are two veteran educators with over 35 years of experience teaching music in New Jersey schools between the two of us. And we're excited to bring teaching experiences and insights to you. That's right. Whether you're just starting out in your teaching career or you've been teaching longer than we have, this show will help you grow with new ideas and perspectives about music education and teaching. We hope you'll be just as inspired as we are every time you tune in. Before we begin, if you enjoy our podcast, please help us out by doing a few super easy things. First, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps people find our show who haven't yet, and we really appreciate it. We sure do. Also, if you have questions or comments about anything you hear on the episode, come and interact with us on social media. We are Take a Cue Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's uh, C-U-E. That's C-U-E. Take a cue. Uh, So today's show is going to be super fun because you're going to get to hear all about Eric. Uh, Eric has some great stories to share with us about how he got into teaching and, and, uh, and yeah, how, how we ended up here today. Yeah, it was really awesome. Jen, I really appreciated taking the time and uh, chatting with you about some of my experiences. And hopefully if there's some stuff out there, some people out there who might be able to learn from my experiences, then I think it was a a fun episode. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely going to enjoy this. So here we go. Three, two, one. Good morning, Eric. Hey, what's up, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not much. I just got back from the beach. Oh, man. I know. I know. A week in paradise with the family, my husband. and Were you able to actually have some relaxing time? You know, yeah. I got out for a nice bike ride or two, and uh, rain held off for most of the week, and, and, you know, walks with the dog on the beach after after dusk, or, yeah, nice. A little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. Really? What What was your week like? <laughs> um, I am daddy taxi. Okay. Um, driving Maggie, our nine-year-old, around mm-hmm. to all the places she gets to go over the summer. She okay. gets to, you know, she gets to go and do horseback riding and, okay. um, you know, she goes to Girl Scout stuff. Oh, that's and nice. Yeah. So it, it, it was nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the time sure. and it's nice to have a little, you know, downtime. But no, no beach. No. 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 Despite the fact that we live like 45 minutes I know. From right? the beach. It's just, it's always right there. It's like, it's lingering. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. always like, you know, you want to go mm-hmm. and then, I don't know, at least for me, uh-huh. maybe, maybe you don't feel this way, yeah. but it's always such a huge, um, production right. to go for like four hours. I know to just go for the morning or, or yeah. And then you come back and the sand 
is everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so so that's going to be my week coming up is dealing nice. with the sand and <laughs> and yeah, de- decluttering the, the the car and and all that. But yeah, I like that. I like, well, you know, it's yeah. worth it. It is. It's worth it, it when is. you get to go for more than like a couple hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So, so Jen's going for a week to the beach. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were there. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah lovely. Killer. Uh huh. It was great. <laughs> so we're back and relaxed and ready to talk band. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So last time we were here, mm-hmm. um, we spent the time um, learning about Jen. Yeah. You know, yeah. your uh, illustrious uh, host <laughs> uh-huh. here and learning all about the cool stuff that led her, um, you know, through her. Uh, you know, to to where she is now in her yeah. career. Yeah, and today we're going to hear all about Eric. Um, we're at, from 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 the beginning, from the moment he picked up his first saxophone saxophone and uh and and and, uh, it might might not be obvious (laughs) which instrument was the first one listen eric eric's eric's a talented guy he plays them all so um so so yeah we're gonna hear from 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 that moment to to where we are now um so uh you are you ready as ready as I'm going to be. Okay, let's do this. So, I'm excited. So, Eric, tell us about the beginning. Where where did you start out, and 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 uh, and what got you here? Well, from before I was born until about sixth grade, my dad was a Methodist minister, and the earliest memories I have of music are really from the church. Um, we. When I was three, we moved to Livingston, and my dad was the minister there for years, about eight years. And so I remember sitting in the pew and hearing my mom singing the hymns, and my dad would be up and join the choir for their anthems, and it uh, you know, was always around. You know, when my sister um, got a little bit older, she played the flute and she sang. She actually coincidentally has two music performance degrees in opera performance and has uh, a beautiful voice and is also an excellent flute player. Um, so it was kind of like always part of our upbringing. It was never expected that we would go into music. Um, I think my parents had hoped that it would be a part of our lives, even if not necessarily professionally. And just by being around it so much, that really, I think put my sister and me on the track to uh, becoming musicians by more than a hobby. My mom has an amazingly beautiful singing voice, and my dad uh, has an amazing voice as well, super low and bassy. And I remember him after he was um, a... Uh, done being a minister is sitting in the pews and he would sing bass and I would sing tenor and my sister would sing alto. My mom would sing soprano. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of fun. And, um, my, uh, dad also played the trumpet through college. So while he didn't do it professionally, he certainly had quite a lot of training and understanding of how much music matters. So I think that's how I got started in music. Now, when it comes to the saxophone, Um, when I was in third grade, we Mm -hmm. didn't start, it's funny, I teach in the district where I grew up, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Livingston. It's a, you know, suburban district up here in New Jersey. And, um, we started band in fourth grade, like we still do now. Um, but I hadn't really thought much about band and it was third grade. Uh, but my friend Jeff Mm -hmm. decided he was going to start taking private sax lessons. Okay. 
And I wanted to do whatever Jeff did. I still do. Um, and uh, <laughs> even all these years later. Uh, no, but I, he started taking saxophone lessons uh, with a local guy in our town. Okay. And he, uh, the sax teacher told him, why don't you find a friend to come and take lessons with? Because it'll be more fun if you have somebody that's learning, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time as you. Yeah. And so he came to me. And he said, you want to play the sax, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, sure. What, what he didn't know is that I really wanted to play the drums. Oh. I mean, I was one of those kids. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever Jeff did, I was like, uh, okay, I'll play the sax, sure. So yeah. I talked to my parents, and mm-hmm. they talked to his parents, and we got a sax and started taking lessons, that's and it was okay. actually really fun. Yeah, that's a, I, I do that, too. I, t- I tell the kids that, too. I'm like, oh, you want to you wanna do this? Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Let's do it with a friend. And then I have, like, two kids joining my program instead of just the one. So It, it yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really great thing. Um, and, and you and Jeff just ran with it, right? We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were those, those nerdy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I say we're like it, like we're not anymore. Right, right. Um, right. <laughs> but we would, uh, you know, we'd have a play date. Mm-hmm. We'd get together and bring our saxophones wow. and we would play music together. Oh, that's fun. Um, and you know what? I still tell my kids to this day, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a friend who plays an instrument mm-hmm. like you. Why don't you get together and play sometime? Oh, you know, yeah. like, and mm-hmm. the kids look at me like I have three heads uh, yeah you know the 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 elementary kids buy into it they do it because i know i i heard uh i heard about a a facetime meetup of a bunch of my band kids that like played together and like made i'm like that's you guys are the coolest that's and, phenomenal and they're like no we're we we're really we're really nerdy i'm like i'm i i know that you guys are mm-hmm. you guys are I, in my eyes you're the coolest you know so well, jen teaches younger kids i mm-hmm. teach eighth graders mm-hmm. by the time they get to me they're too cool right. to go for that now i yeah. did do that in eighth grade uh-huh. i still remember it did you we still got together still got together and, and hung out and like played sax that's fun yeah yeah so anyway jeff was like you should come play sax and mm-hmm. i started taking lessons and you know it was like it was a lot of fun um and um i enjoyed the challenge of it so i talked to my band director um at the time at collins elementary school Aww. and uh unfortunately he's uh no longer alive but okay. um he was uh, at toward the end of his career at that point okay. when i was seven uh, or eight. And, um, but he was like, yeah, come play in the band, come play with the fourth graders. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff and I would in third grade leave class and go play with the fourth graders. And any chance I got to leave class was a good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um, a big seller. I was not a great student. Okay. <laughs> Me either. Interesting. Oh. We'll have to come mm, back and circle yeah. back to that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we got to play and that was fun. And mm-hmm. you know, um, going on up through middle school and high school, Um, what I think really, I enjoyed doing music because it was something that like my parents never forced me to do it. Mm -hmm. They just said, sure, you want to take lessons? We'll get you a saxophone. Right. You don't want to practice? We'll Mm -hmm. just take the saxophone back. Like it was as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And the like fear of not being able to do band was enough to keep me practicing. To keep you going. I I think it was like a nugget of like, I really enjoyed doing it too. Uh But who likes to practice? Right. Right. And you had a band director dad, right? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. My, my dad is a teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, at the time he was a Methodist minister. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> a different kind of teacher. Yeah. So I, I knew he was, a, I knew he was an educator teacher, but I didn't know, um, exactly what. So yeah, yeah. he, well, um, he's retired now, but okay. he taught fifth grade math, okay. social studies and science. Okay. Bless um, him. but my dad was a musician. Okay. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know if you ever like become not a musician. So he is a musician. Yeah. He just hasn't played in years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so he knew the benefits of 
of playing an instrument and mm-hmm. he, you know, played all the way through college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had his trumpet out and at that time he was playing, you know, at church and, you know, various things here or there. Sure. Um, and, uh, and my mom sang beautifully, um, still does, mm-hmm. um, sang beautifully like at church and, you know, did this stuff. So it wasn't like we were a professional musician family, but everybody kind of did Main something. Music. Yeah, that's cool. So I was practicing, um, you know, enough and I guess I enjoyed that. But what I really enjoyed was just the social aspect of it mm-hmm. and the fact that like you, mm-hmm. um, tried a bunch of, you know, different sports yeah. and physical activities. And as much as I enjoyed them, I wasn't particularly good at them. Yeah. And there's a time when, like, I think that at least where I grew up in, like, sort of suburban New Jersey, where you either really go all in Mm -hmm. or, like, there's really not a spot for you anymore. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And it happens around, like, seventh or eighth grade, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I enjoyed Little League, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't particularly good. Right. And I felt like at a certain point I was holding back the kids who really wanted to do really well. And there really wasn't, like, a place to, you know, go and just, like, pick up and play ball. Right. Right. Um. And I loved indoor basketball, but mm-hmm. could not make a basket to save, mm-hmm. you know, save myself. So, yeah. um, you know, so things like that. But music was a place where, you know, I felt like there was uh, like I belonged a bit. Yeah. And um, so I kept going all the way through middle school and high school and around sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great middle school band director, actually okay. the director who I ended up taking over for when he retired. Wow. Uh, which is a, which is really cool. But mm-hmm. um, but he uh, he definitely inspired me to think about becoming a, uh, a band director okay. or a music teacher at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have like a paperback from sixth grade where it was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it was like, I'm going to teach music. Wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so, you know, it was kind of, kind of fun to go through and, you know, have the social aspect and also find a place where, you know, it was something that I was decent at and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoyed. That's great. That's really great. Um, and I know like in our last episode, I talked a lot about um, the process of, of choosing a school and, and everything. How'd you land? How'd you land where you did in college? Oh, Ithaca. Yeah. Um, well, I applied for. I wanted a, a school that was close enough for me to be able to come home if I needed to mm-hmm. to northern New Jersey, but far enough away where there was some separation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, here in New Jersey, we're really fortunate that we have some amazing institutions. We really do. Um, you know, right here, there's uh, in Montclair, mm-hmm. there's in, in Madison, mm-hmm. there's schools, uh, you know, in um, Ramapo, right. there's right. Rutgers, right. there's Rutgers. TCNJ, there's yeah. all these great schools. Mm-hmm. And I applied to TCNJ at uh-huh. the time and yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was, I wanted to get a little, little separation. Mm-hmm. Um so I applied to all the schools, and Ithaca was the only one that didn't offer any aid of any kind. <laughs> and that's where you wanted. And of to course, go. that's where I ended up going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was a great choice. It was mm-hmm. great for my my instrument saxophone, and mm-hmm. I'm not really a jazz uh, guy. Mm-hmm. I you know I can fake it, yeah. like I can sound like a jazz player, but sure. when it comes to improv and stuff like that, okay. Uh, but I really enjoyed classical, and that okay. was like that's one of the schools on the East Coast. Um, to go for that kind of work. So, um, so that's where I ended up going Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, music ed, it's really known for music ed and, Mm um, yeah, it was, it was the college audition process was definitely eye opening Mm -hmm. and wild. Right. And probably like you said, very similar to what a lot of our listeners, you know, Mm -hmm. went through, um, when they auditioned, even if they're a bit younger than us. Right. Right. Um, that process hasn't changed too much. So, uh, at Ithaca, besides, um, you know, like the required ensembles, what else were you involved in? 
Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, our listeners probably know that mm-hmm. when you become a music ed major, mm-hmm. um, you have the same credit load mm-hmm. as somebody in, uh, you know, communications or in mathematics right. or whatever. But when I would tell my, you know, friends that were in the communication school that like I had you know, 12 classes this semester, right. their mouths would drop, right, right. you know? So was there a lot of time for extra stuff? <laughs> not, not, not so much. Really. <laughs> um, there really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed, uh, you know, I enjoyed, like you, I enjoyed mm-hmm. singing yeah. um, and um, and playing. So mm-hmm. I tried to get involved in some kind of singing. I sang yeah. in an acapella group you did. for I a was in the years. gospel choir at school. You know, I, that, that was, that was a really great experience. Do, did you do any kind of like uh, student leadership, student government, anything like within the department or was there any opportunity like that there? Or? No, not, not so much. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much like, you know, practice. Mm-hmm. Play in the ensembles, yeah. take your classes. Um, I did have to learn about how to actually go to class. Okay. Um, having the freedom to mm-hmm. not go to class uh-huh. um, was definitely a detriment okay. early on. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I never missed my music classes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the general ed requirements, I'm like, I don't need to go to this psych class. Sure, I I'll can... just read it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a terrible idea. No. Terrible yeah. idea. So mm-hmm. definitely like college uh, I, I, even by the time I graduated, I don't think I was the best student. Mm-hmm. Like I really yeah. didn't learn how to study until grad school. Okay. Um, yep. but that being said, there really wasn't a whole lot of time mm-hmm. for, you know, extra stuff. I did enjoy, you know, singing in that group. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I played in a sax quartet. Oh yeah. It was, cool. sometimes it was required, but I always mm-hmm. did it even if it wasn't required because sure. I enjoyed the chamber experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some great friends and, you know, great colleagues there mm-hmm. who, um, have gone on to do, you know, amazing things down in Texas or even back here in New Jersey. Right. And, um, you know, so making those friendships and, and keeping those, keeping touch, even just via Facebook now for mm-hmm. most of them, um, is really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of our colleagues, mm-hmm. um, was a classmate of mine at IC. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, uh, and it was funny I didn't even really know him then. Right. And then, you know, we got to know each other better after we were teaching we're in New teaching. Jersey. Uh, but I, back to your question, not mm-hmm. a lot, a whole lot of stuff outside of music. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a lot of music a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess I played pool. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my roommates was big into pool. So we played a lot. That's a release. You know, that's a thing. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. particularly good at that either. Again, no. <laughs> physical, even if it's, even if it's small physical movements, yeah, apparently yeah. not very good at oh, it. Oh my goodness. And what kind of what kind of degree did you leave with after Ithaca? Uh, bachelor's of Music in Education. Okay. So I have a BM Ed. BM Ed. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, they did offer like a four and a half year program if you wanted to come out with your master's. But like mm-hmm. you, one, I wasn't sure I wanted to teach. Right. Out of I, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like mm-hmm. I was pretty sure that's what I was going to do, but yeah. I didn't know. Right. Um. And then I also felt like like you did. Mm-hmm. How can I get a master's degree mm-hmm. having never really been in my own classroom. Right. right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, that's a thing that I, you know, at 18, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know now that I want that right now, you know? So if I could go back, I might have done it differently. Mm-hmm. I might've gone back and just done the masters mm-hmm. right away, yeah. you know, and done the four and a half year program. Right. Um, just to have it, mm-hmm. you know, and to get more education about yeah. how to teach and, and all that. I, I, I do want our, our listeners to know that like when we graduated, uh, school, not every program offered that offered the masters and not every educator out there had one. I feel like most people, um, 
now have one. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, and and there, are, there are a lot more students graduating that going into teaching have it. I felt like I wouldn't be as marketable with a master's mm-hmm. uh, because I felt like I didn't... I. I didn't know um, anything, <laughs> right? Like you said, I, you hadn't had your own program. And you'd also um, be cheaper. Right, and I would be cheaper. And um, and here in New Jersey, t- you, you are not required to have a master's um, to, to teach. Um, Connecticut, I think, when I graduated, you had to have a certain number of credits towards your master's within your first five years of teaching or something, some, something like that. Um, and I know a lot of, lot of states require them in a, within a certain uh, time of when you get out there teaching. Um, but it wasn't like that in New Jersey. And I, I, I felt like, yeah, I just, I felt like I was, wouldn't be as marketable, um, after. And, um, and that was, that was a selling point for me for getting two bachelors and, and rather than, uh, bachelors with the masters. So yeah, yeah. um, a lot to, a lot to consider. Um, so after Ithaca, did you feel, did you feel prepared? Were you ready to just get out there and take the bulls by the horn, by the bull by the horns? And, um, I guess as ready as I would have been. Yeah. I, I thought Ithaca had a great, um, you know, prepared me pretty darn well, mm-hmm. uh, to get out into the classroom. And, you know, when I, I feel like sometimes you get out after you're done, you know, you're 21, 22, you get out of college and I, I don't know, at least for me, I felt like I knew everything I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And not everything there was to know, no. but everything I needed to know. Sure. And I was going to go into some district and I was going to, you know, come in like a bull in a china mm-hmm. shop yep. and uh, bull, bull by the horns, bull in a china. Well, we got yeah, a yeah. lot of bull on this <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> really? <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I felt like I was, you know, I was ready. I was going to yeah. come in. I was going to, you know, I, I knew, I knew lots. Right. Because right. I had just gotten gone through college. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I just immersed myself in this for four years. So I know, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I graduated and I too was working at a, a camp, not mm-hmm. for mu- not music related mm-hmm. specifically. I did some music activities at the camp, mm-hmm. um, pretty much every, you know, age 14 on. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember going like working at camp that year and then taking like interviews during the day. Okay. And my, my, um, the guy who ran the camp was, uh, was, a. a, a dear friend and, mm-hmm. and, uh, a former educator himself, mm-hmm. uh, a PE teacher. Yeah. And he was like, anytime you have an interview, you just go, don't even worry about it. You know, just tell me where you're going. And sure. he even let me borrow his car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause wow. I didn't, I, I didn't have a car, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there. So he was like, yeah, you can, you can borrow my car, go where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, one interview that I took was down in like the center of New Jersey, okay. East, East Brunswick, I think it was. Okay. And it was for an elementary music teaching position. And I remember having to go down and do a demo lesson. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went really well. Like I was actually kind of surprised at the, you know, it, it went well. The kids, you know, it, this was before camp started, actually. It was mm-hmm. before the, the summer now that I think about it. And uh, they... Uh, the kids were really nice and the supervisor was great and the lesson went really well. I brought down an instrument to play with them and mm-hmm. all that. And, uh, and like you got, got offered that job. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the job market at that point in 2002, mm-hmm. um, was such that I actually turned it down. <laughs> like, like I was like, let me think about it. And then the next day I called him like, now I'm, I, you know, w- what I really wanted to do was find something that was a little closer that I didn't have to up and, um, you know, my, my life, 
up here in northern New Jersey to go down to central New Jersey. It would have been like a 45-minute commute or finding a place down there. Okay. Um, and at that time, starting salaries were $35,000. Right. Um, there are places now where that's still a starting salary, mm-hmm. but in New Jersey, it was expensive right. you know, to live yeah. here. And to also then find housing on top of that was, was, was kind of a non-starter. So I said thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my friends who were also out looking for education jobs thought I was nuts. Um, for turning it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I thought I was nuts too. Yeah. Um, but luckily toward the end of the summer a small district up here in Northern New Jersey opened up and I ended up teaching fourth through eighth grade band. Okay. In one, in one school. Okay. And, um, ended up teaching like first grade, second grade general music as well. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That was interesting. Yeah. It didn't start out that way. No. So it wasn't like they, oh. it wasn't like they, 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 said before I started, hey, you're going to be teaching second grade general music. It was like a, a year or two in. They're like, hey, guess they what? They didn't have time for the other music teacher to mm-hmm. teach that. Yeah, so surprise. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. So, uh, okay. But it was a really, it was a nice, it was a good first experience. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, after three years, uh, I did get, um, you know, offered to be rehired in New Jersey. That's when you get tenure or when you got that in New Jersey, that mm-hmm. was when, when you, you got, got tenure. tenure. Yeah. Um, now it's four years mm-hmm. in a day, but it was three years in a day. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, that was kind of the first step along the journey. Okay, great. Well, within like the first week, what was what was something you learned that you you didn't expect? <laughs> um, luckily, the person that was there before me, mm-hmm. still an educator in New Jersey, um, actually um, a, a administrator now in New Jersey. Okay, um, he had left a whole lot of documentation okay. uh, before I came, before he left. Oh. Uh, which was awesome. That's really nice. And so what I learned was there was a lot I didn't know. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. came out of college thinking right. I knew everything I needed to know at yep. least to get started. Mm-hmm. And then I got there and went, oh my God, what is all this stuff? Right. This was before email because uh-huh. uh, I'm old. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, before email, uh, we did have a computer, Okay. Um, you know, a desktop mm-hmm. that worked. So just trying to figure out how to get organized yeah. was probably the biggest thing in that first week was mm-hmm. just how am I going to organize? Because we had one band of 50, another band of 50, and another band of like 35. Okay. And trying to figure out who all these kids were, what they all played, mm-hmm. how they all played, figuring out lesson groups, because we did the small group pullout thing. Sure, yeah. You know, doing that that first week, that was, that was I, it was a lot of like five, six, seven o'clock nights. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just like digging through it. And, yeah. Yeah, piecing it together. So... What's next? Why'd you, why'd you move on? Um, well, like I said, it was a, it was a nice district to be in and silly me, uh, the grass was greener, um, you know, in Mm -hmm. a different district nearby Mm -hmm. and, uh, ended up moving, uh, applying for a job. Just, I don't want to say on a whim, but it wasn't like I was looking. Right. Um, so I went and applied for the job and it seemed like a great fit Mm -hmm. and it was seventh and eighth grade band with some high school responsibilities, um, which is something I was looking forward to, Mm -hmm. um, doing some work with the marching band, um, or sort of growing a marching band at this particular place. Um, another district in Northern New Jersey. And, um, yeah, so I took the job and had... No idea what I was getting into. Um, you know how I talked about organizing that first week yeah. at, in the first job? Uh-huh. Um, I sort of, I don't know, I guess looking back on it, maybe I thought, oh, well, I've got this. Uh-huh. I know I kind of, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years. I kind of know what to expect. Right. I don't have to really prepare as uh-huh. much. And I feel like it set up the whole year 
for just not like not success. Yeah. I I don't want to say it was a failure. It was not a failure, Mm -hmm. but definitely not as successful as it could have been. Um, had, uh, some really good experiences and some not great experiences. Um, and, uh, and at the end of this, uh, toward the end of the school year, um, I had a chat with one of my administrators and we both came to the conclusion that perhaps this was not the best fit. Okay. Um, and actually left teaching. Oh, um, so those of you who, you know, maybe are teaching, you know, younger and thinking, um, you know, maybe this isn't for me. What I realized later was that mm-hmm. it just was not a good fit at that particular district. Yeah. At the time mm-hmm. I thought music teaching wasn't a good fit. Right. Um, so I left, okay. left teaching. What, where'd, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> Went off the map. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so I thought at that point, you know what, I've been doing some of, um, musical pits, mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. I thought, you know what, this is kind of, maybe I want to go in that direction. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to go the Broadway route. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at that point I had been playing flute, clarinet and saxophone and was like, you know what, I'm going to make myself more marketable. So mm-hmm. I got an oboe, started okay. teaching myself oboe, got some lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, at the same time started doing some music retail. Okay. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't particularly exciting, but I really had that goal, you mm-hmm. know, of like, you know what, I'm really going to dive headfirst into this. Sure. Um, and practiced oboe for a few hours a day. Wow. Um, and ended up taking lessons with um, a, a, a gentleman who is the, one of the reed players on the Tarzan okay. uh, on Broadway at mm-hmm. that point. And he, one day I remember him asking me, he's like, so what, what do you want to get out of this? Like, uh-huh. why are you, why did you call me? You know, I, I, you know, used some connections and got mm-hmm. connected with him. And he's like, why did you call me? And I was like, I want to learn how to play oboe. Mm-hmm. And I want to, like, I want to start subbing. Right. And, uh, and he was like, that's cool. I've got this whole list of subs. Like, I'll put you on it. But, like, you definitely will not be called very often because I've already got these other people lined up, which mm-hmm. is how it works. In, right, In right. Broadway, if you're, you know, if you're from a place where maybe you're not familiar with how that works, it's pretty much who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be an excellent player, no yeah. question. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to be, yeah, there's just no option not, not to be a great, it's <laughs> yeah. not like, you know, somebody who's really a good friend and a terrible player. You, right. You're still they're, not going to, they're not, yeah, yeah, you're not going to call them. Um, but, um, so he had his list of, of subs who were outstanding subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I kept playing and, you know, doing some work around North of New Jersey and all that and, uh, kind of stopped taking lessons for a while. And he called me out of the blue, like a year later. And he's mm-hmm. like, I have a last minute thing. I can't get to Tarzan. Do you still know the book? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the book at that Uh-oh. point. I okay. hadn't played that book for months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't going to turn down that opportunity. No, so I was like, yes. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, you got it. And I immediately got out my instruments and mm-hmm. just plowed through that book for hours that sure. night yeah. um, to get ready for the next day. And so I did end mm-hmm. up summing on Tarzan for um, for all of one show before it closed. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was a great experience. Uh, you know, it really lucked out. Mm-hmm. My mom and my sister, I think, actually got like tickets oh. for that day. Okay, cool. Um, you know, have, knowing they were in the audience was yeah. really nice. So oh, I got to great. play some oboe and English horn, mm-hmm. some clarinet, some sax. It was a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the show closed and I remember thinking to myself, all right, so the guy that I was subbing for, uh-huh. outstanding musician by any, by any means. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and, and here he is show closing mm-hmm. and then he was subbing. You right. know, for other people, yeah, because uh, sure. you know, other shows already had their pits lined up, and right. it wasn't you know something available right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so here he is, one of the best musicians in New York, right, subbing on shows when he can, right. 
you know, and and he has, you know, he was teaching at Eastman and, mm-hmm. you know, doing some of this other stuff. So it wasn't like that was his only, you know, uh, source of income. But mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, all right, if he isn't having, um, you know, if he's not able to get he's this, not working. yeah, this, this mm-hmm. steady gig, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, at that point I had started going back and doing some, some of my master's work in music performance. Cause okay. I thought, okay, well I'm going to get really good at sax and I'm okay. going to go out there and I'm going to become a professor mm-hmm. sure. somewhere. Yeah. It's like I'm practicing anyway and I'll just yeah. I'll get the credits. Okay. So I went back and mm-hmm. while I was doing retail work, I was also doing my master's degree mm-hmm. full time, mm-hmm. um, at Montclair state university mm-hmm. and, uh, met some amazing people and, um, Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is, I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, these, and, uh, cause your story is your story, you know, we want to know it. Um, so, so at Montclair, did you, were you like, so my experience with, with Montclair state is that it's a, it's a lot of people getting ready to go out and, and teach. Mm. It was that the case when you were there. Uh, when I was there, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of, uh, playing with undergrads who were music ed majors. Okay. There were some who were performance mm-hmm. and, and, and some grad classes with a lot of people who were doing an education degree. Okay. Um, there were some that were doing performance degrees mm-hmm. as well. I really went there because the sax professor at the time was somebody I really wanted to study with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the school was, the school was good. Like I, I mm-hmm. not, nothing, nothing, no nothing bad to say about the school, yeah. but it was really cause I wanted to study with, uh, Paul Cohen, okay. um, who is, uh, you know, known for his classical saxophone. Sure. And, and, you know, in my undergrad, I had a professor who taught, um, in one way, which was great for me. It was, it was really, it kicked my butt. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. like every, every nuance, every detail of what's on the page. Mm-hmm. How do you make that come out of your instrument? Okay. And how do you, how do you translate it? Mm-hmm. And then Paul, Paul was like, I don't want to say the opposite, but Paul had uh, opened me up to interpreting things that were off of the page okay. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think starting undergrad and kicking my butt in the gear and being really specific really yeah. uh-huh, mm-hmm. about how, and I don't want to suggest that I was not musical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to have those techniques down mm-hmm. yeah. to be as musical as possible. But at that point, uh, it was great to sort of just, it was a different, uh, a different mindset. Okay. So it was really great to study mm-hmm. with Paul. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, so I kind of, and that's actually kind of funny. Um, I, I was married when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and got divorced. And, uh, when I went back to do my master's, I happened to meet, um, a flute, a flute student who was getting her like a second bachelor's, uh, later in life. Cause mm-hmm. she just enjoyed, you know, playing yeah. and, um, and it happened to be, um, the mother of my now wife. Uh, and so wow. we met backstage one day, got to chatting uh-huh. and I was playing in a blues band at that point yeah, on yeah. drums, okay. which, you know, mm-hmm. we got these sax degrees, might as well go play drums. Right. 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 Yeah. Your original, um, you know, the thought you was, you wanted to play <laughs> drums. So here we are. That's it's, right. I yeah, didn't come full circle. Didn't let it go. No. Okay. So I was playing in a blues band uh-huh. on drums and she brought her daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Cindy, who I, I was like, Oh, Oh, Kathy has a kind of a cute daughter. All right. All right. Let's, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, looked around the, the, the corner at the, at the restaurant as mm-hmm. you were playing. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So, you know, not only getting the masters, but uh-huh. also finding, um, you know, my future wife. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cool experience. That's so great. And now, 
No, well, she's she's an elementary classroom teacher. That's right. Right. Yep. yep. She teaches second grade. That's yeah. And um, so, how did you get back in the classroom after all this? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. That's right. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I never got back in the classroom, and I lied. And, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, beep, podcast over. <laughs> um, uh, so I was kind of thinking, you know, while I was there um, at, at Montclair and doing some um, work at the retail um, side of things, I was, um, you know, I was kind of miss being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I was teaching, so I was continuing to teach private lessons. Okay. And I was, you know, playing at some high school shows and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, being around education that way and being around kids um, kind of made me miss being in the classroom a bit. And mm-hmm. I sort of started to think, well, okay, maybe it wasn't a bad fit as far as a career. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a bad fit as far as a district yeah. at that time. Okay. Um, so uh, at four years after I left teaching... I started applying again. So mm-hmm. that was probably 2009. Yeah, 2009, 2010. So right when you were, right, when right was, after you said, oh man, if it was the next year, <laughs> that would have been horrible. Right, right. That's when that's I was applying, when you were applying. Yep. to get back in. And uh-huh. I had taken time away. Right. And I had been non-renewed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So your resume was sparkling. It, <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. I tried to make it look as good oh, as I'm possible. Sure. There, there, there are ways to do that. And I, I will absolutely help you all with that as we go on. Nice. So, um, but uh, how'd it turn out? Well, um, I ended up going to a few interviews and the same question happened on every interview. Mm-hmm. Where, what, where are these four years? Right. Because if you look at my education, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it has the timeline. Mm-hmm. But if you look at my job history, there's four years of no teaching mm-hmm. right before I was, you know, trying to get back to teaching. Right. Um, and, you know, I tried to dance around it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to lie. Right. Uh, right. But I also wasn't like, hey, I got non-renewed. Uh-huh. And then sure. I left teaching uh- because I thought it was awful. Yeah. And, you know, and all this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but I would say, oh, you know, I would just, uh, I thought my career was going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, usually that was about it. And yeah. we kind of moved on from there. Right. Um, didn't really have many bites at that okay. point mm-hmm. uh, because there really wasn't there that wasn't, many there districts. Wasn't. I think I probably mm-hmm. only sent out, was able to send out maybe six or seven wow. resumes at yeah. that point because yeah, there really was not much yeah um budget cuts were looming big time yep um and then people weren't weren't quite ready to fresh weren't quite frustrated enough to retire yeah um there were it was really that was a tough time it was so, mm-hmm. so i ended up sending in resume to a district in northern new jersey actually near you wyckoff mm-hmm. oh, okay. um and it was a k it's a k to eight district mm-hmm. and um ended up uh, going up for an interview mm-hmm. and really seemed to click with the principal there. Um, he, uh, it was actually a musician himself, mm-hmm. a rock musician, okay. not a music teacher. Okay. He was never a music teacher, but he was a rock musician. So he like, you know, he knew, mm-hmm. um, you know, he knew the music life sure. and all that. And he was, he was a cool guy. Um, so we, we hit it off, you know, we, we talked and, uh, and, and he had me back for a second interview. Mm-hmm. And at the second interview, he was like, all right, now tell me really why you're missing these four years. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I thought at that time that teaching just was not the right fit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I look back on it now and reflect, you know, I, I think it was more just a, not a good fit at that time with that particular district. Mm-hmm. And I told him I was non-renewed, um, right. you know, and that, that does happen. Yeah. And I thought for sure mm-hmm. that, the interview process was done. Right. Like, thanks, but no thanks. We're yeah. going to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, he had me back for a third interview. Okay. 
<laughs> and, uh, and you know, it went well. Oh, you know, it, no, that was a demo. Okay. It was a demo lesson. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, and so that went well. And then the district called me for a fourth interview with the superintendent. Okay. Four interviews. Four interviews. Four interviews. It's kind of sort of standard for a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning that. It yeah. wasn't when I first started. No. No. But now it is. Yeah, um, for sure. So I talked to the superintendent. And, you know, when you get to the superintendent, unless the superintendent really hates you, right. like they're planning on offering unless you, you the job. Unless you really put your foot in the, your mouth. That's 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 yeah. the one. You're so right. when, when you get hired, when you get in, interviewed with the superintendent, just mm-hmm. don't say anything dumb. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Sit there, answer the questions politely. And then, yeah. Yeah. So a key takeaway for me from this whole story was don't burn your bridges because while I was at my second job, I had a great supervisor who was an excellent professional musician. We kept in touch over those four years where I wasn't teaching. And when it came time for me to interview at Wyckoff, he was one of my references. And they called him and he was quite uh, positive about uh, parts of my teaching and was really went to bat for me for this particular job despite having been my supervisor in a district that didn't rehire me. And so if I had not kept up my interactions with him, that may very well have not uh, turned out the same way. So my takeaway was don't burn your bridges. So luckily it went, it went well and they mm-hmm. offered the job and I immediately took it mm-hmm. and, um, you know, started, I think that was probably in June if I'm, yeah, it was June because they were just finishing up the school year mm-hmm. and, uh, started in September, uh, at this, um, six, seven, eight school. Okay. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, one of the best facilities I've ever seen for middle school because mm-hmm. they had just built it like three years before. Really? Okay. Huge picture windows that overlooked the fields oh. and like the, the, the band room is like four times the one I, the size of the one I have now. Oh my gosh. And yeah. backed up to the auditorium mm-hmm. and you could just wheel your timpani right oh, out onto the stage. Living the dream. It's killer. <laughs> Honestly, better than a lot of high school, you know, facilities. Yeah. I mean, to have a, a window in your band room. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. There's so many, so many places I'm like, oh, there great things happen with music here, but there's, there's no window, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, wow. And so how long were you there? Six years. Six years. Yeah. So I got tenure again Okay. for the second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was there for six years and, um, you know, it was about a 40 minute drive each way every day. Okay. And although it was a great district to be in really high, you know, really high level, we got pretty much everything we wanted at the six, seven, eight school because mm-hmm. there was no high school right. in the district. Right. So all the good stuff went to the middle school. Mm, nice. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it was a crazy good place to be. Um, I will say that the salary guide was not particularly high. Um, there wasn't the lowest in the County, but it Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't the highest. Um, and you know, the drive was 40 minutes and I was still working with a couple local marching bands, um, near where, where we were living here Mm -hmm. in Morristown. And the gentleman that I took from in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. uh, and seventh and eighth grade, um, was retiring. Yep. And in Livingston and our mutual friend, uh, friends, Jim and Mike, yep. uh, you know, just happened to text because I was working with them at the marching band at that point mm-hmm. and said, hey, uh, you know, Dan's retiring. If you're interested, you know, why not put a, a um, you know, a resume in? So I wasn't again, it wasn't like looking, you know, right. job hunt. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine up in Wyckoff at the time. And I had a very supportive um, administration and all that um, and had built some really good, you know, social network up there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, and came in and interviewed and um, was offered the job in Livingston. Okay. And that was a hard decision. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. To you leave a, a program that you you were feeling good about. Yeah. 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 I had two amazing colleagues up there. I mean, I had a whole bunch of amazing colleagues, mm-hmm. but two amazing music colleagues, um, the chorus teacher, and then the other one who taught band, course, and orchestra. Okay. Uh, kind of did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a great time. We had a great working relationship up mm-hmm. there. Uh, I think we all really cared about building that program up mm-hmm. and, um, had worked really hard over those six years to sure. do some good things to make some, some good changes. The program was already strong, mm-hmm. um, when I came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't need anything to be turned around, but okay. you know, some tweaks here and there to just make things even better. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, and, and I had made a lot of good friends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- from other departments as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a really tough decision to, yeah. to leave. Um, but in the end, um, it was, you know, it came down to, it was a, a, a district that I felt already had a connection to. Right. I already had a social network among some of the teachers the in the district sure. and, uh, and the salary guide was better. Yeah. So sometimes you kind of just got to take a jump, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You just got to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make the, the move. And it was the right one. It was definitely the right one. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, so now I've been teaching in Livingston for seven years um, and teach seventh and eighth grade. Or sorry, just eighth grade band. Mm-hmm. It's the only grade that I've taught for my entire career, eighth grade. Is eighth grade? Oh, cool. <laughs> every, every job has had eighth grade in it. Yeah, for me, it's fifth grade. Oh, nice. But, yeah. You couldn't get away from fifth Can't grade. Can't get away from fifth grade or sixth graders are my sole people, but, um, but, but I've always, I've <laughs> always taught, taught, taught fifth grade. Oh, that's great. So yeah, Eric's, Eric's position is, is pretty exciting. He teaches eighth grade, one grade level. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's completely unheard of around here, but that, that's awesome. Um, tell us about that. What's it like? How is it to just have that one, uh, that one grade level, but because you've taught other you know, multiple grade levels. What, what's, what's the difference? You feel a workload's different. Do you feel like, is it easier, harder? Is it like, how, how do you, how do you like that? I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's outstanding. Okay. I'm very, very spoiled and okay. very fortunate. Oh, good. I'm glad um, you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in one building. Okay. Um, I have an amazing, amazing group of colleagues, uh, that I teach with at the school. We have a chorus director, an orchestra director, a seventh grade band director, and an eighth grade band director. Mm -hmm. We all do, um, some general music. The chorus teacher does a few more of those than uh, the rest of us do. Um, but I teach small group lessons that I, you know, put together in any way I want. Um, and I teach band, um, two and a half times a week. Okay. <laughs> so basically every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the band goes between, I don't know, 55 and six, 65 kids, mm-hmm. um, given the year. And, um, and yeah, it's a, it's, it's really nice that administration supports us and also, um, just gives us space to do our thing, mm, uh, which is, great. which is nice. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, when we say, Hey, we really, really could use this tuba. It may take a few years, um, of asking, but you know, mm-hmm. eventually something comes in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and we, I teach my seventh grade colleague and I, uh, work pretty closely together to, uh, you know, kind of make that transition from seventh to eighth. Um, and then I worked with the high school director, um, to make or the high school director and the marching band director who mm-hmm. teaches at the elementary school, mm-hmm. um, to sort of make that jump for the eighth grade to the ninth grade. I'm really that's, lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. <laughs> it's okay, guys. You can all be jealous. Um, and because, because <laughs> Eric, Eric's got it, Eric's got it 
got it pretty good, but he does amazing things uh, with, with his program. So, you know, from our, our previous episode, um, I, I teach at the elementary schools in the same, same district that, that feed to the sixth grade school and then um, to the middle school where Eric is. And, and yeah, he happy to, happy to send kids on, on to him because I know that's not the case in every district. So, and I um, always tell people how lucky I am that, I get kids that Jen had and Aww. Jim had and Brian had, <laughs> yeah. and then they get to go to the sixth grade school mm-hmm. well, with Stafford, who is actually retiring. Yeah. Um, and then they get to come through Brendan. And mm-hmm. like every year, they get to, you know, we have an amazing um, feeder program. And mm-hmm. I, I'm part of the feeder program, but, mm-hmm. the, you know, but then they come to me yeah. and like, I just get to have fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm so lucky. That's cool. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. So, so Eric. It's, yeah. this is, I've, I've learned, I learned a lot about you and your, your experience <laughs> today. This is, this is great. And, um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think in the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm, um, I, I want to get into the, the nuts and bolts, like not just in your, your teaching time, but the time you spent away from, from teaching. Cause mm. I think that's, I think that's really, really compelling. Um, cause I know a lot of people consider it and say, what am I going to do? You know, what can I do if I, if I step away and, and, you know, they can maybe get a picture from you, what that might, you know, look like. Yeah. You know? So, um, Eric, thank you for sharing, sharing all that. I know so much uh, more about you than, than I did before. So I hope that's um, a good thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great because, uh, because, uh, there's a lot of your experiences that are, that are different from mine. So we can, we, we have, a I'm feeling more confident that we have a lot, a lot to share. So this is, this is great. Well, I hope some other, you know, folks that are listening to it might be able to take away something from it that Mm -hmm. they might find helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We really uh, appreciate you tuning in again for our second episode. And, uh, and if you really liked the show, please go and subscribe, uh, rate it and leave a review. That would be awesome. If you didn't like it, don't leave a rating <laughs> or a review. Uh, you can just go keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we're always looking for ideas for shows. We have a whole bunch of ideas that, mm-hmm. you know, even that are popping up as we're starting this podcast. But if you've got some questions or something you'd like us to answer, or you have any ideas for our show, you can email me. Uh, my name, uh, my email address is Eric, E-R-I-K, at dono.net, D-O-N-O-U-G-H.net. And Jen? My email is jenwisemusic at gmail. I'm a one N Jen, so it's J-E-N-W-I-S-E music at gmail. Awesome. So, well, thanks for interviewing yeah, today. Yeah. Thanks. It was weird to be on the like interviewee side. Of was things. it? Yeah. I hope I didn't ask too many, you know, grilling questions. And I, I hope yeah. I didn't talk too much. No, nah, you did that's what we're here to do so so thanks again for listening and um, we'll catch you next time